You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important for us to remind you that some of the topics and conversations we have on here could be triggering, so listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to Rest Days. Today's episode we are calling Interview with a Vampire When Life Sucks and Sucks You Dry. <laughs> Here with the vampiric queen herself. It's me. I'm Maria. I'm the vampire. Maria, back from the dead to tell us about her travels and her woes. <laughs> of which there were many. And they are not, they're not ending either. <laughs> Because life is very long as a vampire, as mm, we know. Yes. Um, <laughs> before before we get into the the woes of being a vampire and how you're surviving, um, I did have some clickbait, and I wanted to know if you had any clickbait that you wanted to share. Yes, I have clickbait. Um, so a little preview to this episode is that I've been spending a lot of time in hospitals and one of the hospitals that I was in um, I was pacing up and down the hallways I was taking phone calls as you do yes (laughs) and I was just um, trying to focus on being in the moment and I couldn't help but notice the signage that reminded me that every time I passed a certain distance in the hallway, I had walked a certain number of steps, which equated to a certain number of calories. And if I wanted, if I wanted to skip the elevator, I was told how many calories I would burn if I took the steps, the stairs. I was told um, on every single item that I would want to put in my mouth, how many calories were in it. And I have to tell you in a time where I have very little control over what's happening in my life, that shit is very tempting. And it, felt extremely clickbaity. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I, it was like sponsored ad and then it was just popped up in my eyeballs and I didn't ask for it. And uh-huh. two, it also felt like, oh, I guess I should care about that right now. Yeah, it's so interesting because it feels like it's it's like kicking you while you're down a little yes, bit. It was. Um, it was. I'm just imagining like getting any, like, let's say I had a major surgery. Maybe I, I just gave birth. I've had a surgery where, you know, they're encouraging me to like get up and walk again. And I'm like doing my first walk after some major procedure or surgery or trauma to my body. And I'm like, oh, oh good. Like, yeah. I'm taking this, like, girl, what? Yeah. Like, like there's what? If we're going to go that route, let's talk about caloric burn of recovery from surgery, C-section, et cetera. Like, if we're really going to go that route, I think, Lauren, I think it's for the staff. I really, it's for the staff and it's for the people like you who are playing the support team who, like you said, have nothing else to latch onto and are in, like, not well-lit rooms with people and just, like, pacing and it gives them like, oh, well, you can control this. Like, here's something to latch on to. I would also like to state that some people neither walk in or out of a hospital because <laughs> they don't. They're using mobility aids. They're yes. users. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird to have that uh, as clickbait. Yeah, um, it was very unsettling. And it was less so at the other hospital I was at. 
Um, but you know, you're one insurance company or like new CEO from shit like that happening or new HR person. Like it, it does happen quite quickly when it does and it's rampant. So, uh, pour one out. Cause that, that was a soul that I lost. <laughs> And I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, just one more drop just drained from your body. Um, I, shout out to the people who listen to rest days and our nurses and hospital yes. staff and doctors. Because we do have folks like that who are similar to us and like seeing those things and eye rolling and just imagining that like rolling out as a campaign at your job. And you're just like, please. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Like, and you're short happen. staffed. We're short staffed and you're doing this. <laughs> I haven't taken a lunch break since 2019. What? <laughs> yeah. So that was my clickbait. I IRL clickbait. Real life. Yes. I, we, does anyone remember the IRL clickbait? The first one ever was the pumpkin cocktails. <laughs> We're coming up on pumpkin season. I just had to name that, that that could be coming back. So Lauren, what's your clickbait? Okay, so I sent this to you already, but I um, got a clickbait that was on Facebook. Uh, you know, I'm on my Facebook marketplace trying to trying to trying to offer up some goods all the time <laughs> to get them out of my house. Um, but I was scrolling, and this ad came up by a company called Fatty Fifteen. So right <laughs> right away, Fatty. Um, I don't think I don't really like think that fat has to be a bad word by the way right. like I don't think it's negative unless you're directing at someone negatively and you can do that with any word sure. um but fatty 15 which has this more three times more cellular benefits than omega so it's a supplement but like I was just so like I was so shocked that <laughs> at the at the whole setup of it I was like okay your name is clickbait, right? Yes. Like, cause yes. you want people to be talking about you in that way. It says, that's it. One pill a day. Yes. It's time to restore your general health and wellness. One pill a day with one pill a day. Yeah, there it is. Your general health and wellness using an award-winning C15 to zero supplement fatty 15 i don't know you're the you're the freaking dietitian it probably has something to do with the omegas in it yes like exactly exactly yes um but yeah i i just was like okay so i had to send it to you immediately um it's essential to replenishing and strengthening your cells so once again something in a very aesthetic bottle besides the fact that it's called fatty 15 very very strange to me but um very aesthetic bottle. There's like a fake bamboo looking top on the bottom. Oh no, that really pulls the, that pulls the girlies in every time. I know it's like a translucent, <laughs> yeah. like teal bottle with a bamboo <laughs> top. Like I'm gonna take that label off and use that in my bathroom as decor. Yeah, I think I think that's my mood board now. Yeah, yeah, like they <laughs> they did that on the design. So just telling you that, like these, the more we. Talk talk about it obviously and the more I like screenshot or engage with this or like look into it because I can't just leave it alone I, I yeah. do want to know what it is um I'm not gonna buy it <laughs> and if no. I buy it I'm not gonna use it but um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah fatty 15 um it's out there now if you listen to this podcast loud enough or like on your like computer and you have your phone near you know 
it's gonna come up it's gonna so happen um i am just waiting for the podcast listener to tell us about the time they go to the doctor and their doctor's like well what supplements are you taking and you're like magnesium i sometimes take melatonin i take vitamin d i recently started fatty 15 like <laughs> can you imagine what your doctor's face no is you're not even going to have any of those other names too. They're all going to have names. It's going to be like, I take uh, energy zinger and then I take uh cycle cyclone. Like it's all these different <laughs> names. You're like, yeah, the colon broom it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. The push broom for your colon. Yes. All of that. So uh, fatty 15 really sent me and I thought that it was a good one. <laughs> well, and Lauren sent it right after I sent her something sort of clickbaity in the gym I was at, at uh, in the hotel gym. And it was just like one after the other. I just was like doubled over cackling. <laughs> Fatty 15. Laughing burns 15 calories. <laughs> <laughs> you better drink your, your cold, cold water because that helps too. <laughs> oh, my God. Good okay. Let's dive into the interview with the vampire. The vampire Hi. is Maria. She's stretching, y'all. I was getting <laughs> I'm getting ready. <laughs> She's getting her revived body ready. I'm going to start out with a heavy hitter, okay? Yeah. Interview with a vampire, heavy hitter. How are you? I knew that was going to be the question, and I hated <laughs> it when I thought of it. Um, today, in this hour, I am okay. That's Fair. how I'm going to answer that question. It varies. Um, generally over the last month or last six months, really, uh, or 33 years, I guess, how we, however we want to spin this. Um, You're a I vampire think, now. <laughs> I feel grounded. I feel a little relieved where I, I'm at home right now in New Orleans, in my house, where I always record the podcast. Like, I do feel a little bit more routine today. So today I am well. Good. Good. We love to hear it. And, um, you know, doesn't have to stay that way all the time forever. Yeah. Open-minded. Yeah. We're keep open-minded, yeah. open-ended. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell people like a little bit of like the cliff notes of what's been going on so that when we get into the questions, they make more sense? Yeah, of course. So um, in short, my dad has an autoimmune condition called Crohn's disease. And that condition has been part of his life for 40 years or so. And it's just led to um, some serious complications relating to organ failure that have come up in the last year or so. About this time last year, we started getting some big red flags. And so since February, things have been pretty acute um, and have been a lot of uh, playing tag with my siblings. I have four siblings going back and forth to Philadelphia to spend time with my parents and help my mom, spend time with my dad. Um, and it has been um, really, really rocky emotionally. It's been hard on all of us um, emotionally for sure. And essentially his condition is such that he is in a critical state. He needs uh, life-saving <laughs> organs um, to stay alive. And that puts us in the position of advocacy for him because he's really not able to do those things for himself. Um, he's able to consent, obviously. Um, he's in, in a good place there. But it means that we need to find people that want to do really complicated procedures, really complicated surgeries, uh, which leads us to one of five hospitals in the country. And that's what brought us to MedStar in Georgetown. Um, and we have had a, a really incredible experience meeting people who are open-minded about helping someone with a really complicated situation. Yeah, thanks for that. That is sure. a very concise version of what I know <laughs> has been going on. Yeah. And so... 
as someone who's advocating for, you know, your parent, your loved one that is in the hospital, you have been living in a hotel. Yeah. With, with your mom, with my mom right next to me. (laughs) Yeah. I think the room was like, um, 500 square feet or something. Like it's not a lot of room. Yeah. Right. And your mom, um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's, she takes up a lot with personality alone. Yes. Um, she does. She does. She's my mom is an amazing person. She is so fiercely independent, which is also why I was with her because like, God knows if she would have eaten, slept or drank a sip of water in that amount of time. Like she's a superhero. She's Um, a classic vampire. (laughs) She is proudly. So, and I decided um, more than anything, I can't fix my dad's situation, but I can absolutely help my mom. And uh-huh. um, she would tell you I whipped her into shape, which is not true. Um, but I did. You lo- you loved her into nourishment. Yes. She's like, you are punishing me. Yes, yes. We can't do that with Ring on the watch. Yeah, it's been really funny hearing her talk about my time with her. But I was living in a hotel with her for um, like three and a half weeks or so. Um, I was uh-huh. also living at my parents' house in Philadelphia for the first week that I was away. We ended up going down to Georgetown, getting in a hotel, and then going back to Philadelphia because my dad never got transferred. So we also had like two days of just like hanging out and waiting, and that was also quite funny. Um, yes, I. It has been what a what a roller coaster. Uh- yes, yes. <laughs> And I think that even though we're talking about your very specific situation where you were at a hotel, not everybody who is going to be like advocating and supporting people through this kind of stuff is going to be at a hotel. But let's talk about like a few of the elements that maybe, maybe will they're not hotel specific. Maybe they're like everyone specific, but like about the hotel living whilst dealing with this big energy, all encompassing emotional thing. And of course it's you. So let's start with food. Yeah, sure. So I think the big thing that comes to mind is when you wake up and know you're going to spend 12 hours in a hospital, but like take three hours of break to like go talk to your clients, which is what I was doing, or like go breathe. Um, Maybe go to the gym. You weren't doing a lot of that. (laughs) No, uh, not a lot of breathing. Um, I am a vampire. It brought me to the realization that no matter where I was staying, I would be feeling this way. And that way that I'm about to tell you was um, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to cook. I don't want to eat. I don't want to prep. I don't want to think about it. And that would happen if I was staying in Philadelphia. It would have happened if if it was happening here in New Orleans. I think you wake up and you're like, here we go again. What's going to happen today? We would sometimes wake up to phone calls at four or five o'clock in the morning. Maybe it was a nurse. Maybe it was my dad. Like it could have been anything. You never know. You never know. And so every morning it was sort of like, well, let's, let's go back in there. And then when you come home, you also, you know, you want to spend all the hours with your parent that you can, but I would come home and it would be like seven thirty, eight o'clock. And my mom's like, let's go to bed. Like I could pass out. I'm like, we have not had dinner. I'm laughing at the, we come home because I know exactly what you were doing when you got back to the hotel room with your mom. <laughs> come home. Also in quotation marks, like it wasn't home either. It was weird. Right. Yeah, um, like let's go watch trash TV until. Oh yes. Out. Yes. My mom, um, 
my I introduced my mom to Botched, which is my favorite television show to watch, like just on repeat over and over and over again. And my mom got so into it that one day we were in the elevator on the way up to the room, and I texted Lauren immediately after it happened. And my mom says, "The only thing I can handle today is Botched. It's a botched, it's a botched night." And I was like, "How are we at this point where you just started watching the show and now you're like, I can only handle Botched?" Which I is think it's also what it's like horrifically bad surgery <laughs> nope Mm-mm. no see there's one thing about a hyper fixation show you know like you find it it is your absolute comfort mm-hmm. it's, it's your everything of course mine is like anything with gordon ramsay yelling at people yeah. um <laughs> like uh, any hotel hell hell's kitchen any cooking competition oh, if yeah. gordon ramsay is there yelling I'm into it. You're in. And you can say what you can say what you want about it. Okay. That's this this isn't my <laughs> interview for, with me. Okay. It's not my trauma. So don't worry about it. But the botched, like the botched saga with you and your mom, like I'm literally crying about it because <laughs> you texted me. You're like the quotes that you were texting me from your mom, and then instantly knowing that she was like so into botched immediately. <laughs> like like you said, like not a comforting show at all. No. And the quotes that she was saying about the show were just taking me out. So yeah, I'll, um... I'll share one. Um, the funny. So my mom immediately rolled into. So we had botched, botched. And then there was this third episode that was with one of the doctors from botched and his wife, who's a therapist. And they like rehab a couple. And of course, you know, they do a little therapy. They do a little cosmetic surgery yes a little bit of everything and this woman didn't really like quote need I I mean I say need because it's not like botched where like clearly there's like an issue that needs to be resolved so this woman just was like having a hard time and they were like what about a boob job and she's like I think I'd like that and she goes and gets a boob job and my mom like is watching the show and she's like well I think she got her spirits lifted and it's like mom like just let this woman have her boob lift she hates her life no my mom had to make a comment and it was just so funny and perfectly timed that she got her spirits lifted it became like a sort of euphemism for boob job after that i cannot handle this woman um I really can't. The the antics that you all were up to, like, I'm really surprised they let you back into the hospital every day. I'm sorry. Um, well, my mom wasn't even checking in. She was like, they know us here. And I was like, mom, it's a security issue. You need to check in. She's like, every day for the for the bracelet? Like, yes, just because you like. Not to mention your what? mom works in healthcare. Like, let's throw that out there. Yes. And my mom has worked at health in healthcare at a hospital facility that has experienced a lot of trauma and a lot of not great things happening. People come into the hospital angry. And so it was funny that she's like, oh, what's the big deal? Like, mom. Yeah, she, she's on, she was on vacation. But. <laughs> Coming back to the food, because your mom is like, your mom is like a big reason, like you said, that her, the way she handles stuff is botched and like pushing through it. So yeah, she's strong as hell. I mean, she will push through. Absolutely. Right. Right. So in ways that she is able to like compensate for the pain that she's in, she's also unable to take care of herself because she's not listening to any of her needs or getting any of her needs met. Yeah. By drinking water and having food. Um, sure. I mean, she would argue with you that she's taking care of herself just fine. 
Um, well, you, yeah. Yeah, but obviously, like, from a... I mean, like, the the other basics. The, the like, base. if she was a sim, she would be real low on, like, yes, real low are, on food and water. Abs- absolutely. So, I think we learned in the first two days together, I was like, Mom, I got you a water bottle. Like, you've only had... I'm, I'm showing about an inch high between my finger and my thumb. Like, maybe two or three ounces. And she's like, yeah, I don't really drink water. So that was where we started. And we got her a water bottle. My sister got her one of the, like a campus store and we were buying water. And I found that she was like, oh my God, I feel better. Like, this is amazing. Yes, water is a life source. And then we started doing, you know, what are we having for breakfast? We'd think about it the night before. We'd think Uh about dinner around lunch. We would talk about like, who's going to go grab lunch? Should I order it from Grubhub? Like, what's the, what are you feeling today? So we started to create a culture where we eat food regularly. And I think Uh that was so special because you can get wrapped up in a meeting or in consults. My mom was also working. You can get caught up in a lot of this and just be like, oops. I, it's four o'clock. I haven't eaten anything. And like those days still happen, but they happened a lot less because that it was my focus. Like I wasn't going to be able to do this pretty heavy lift of a job. Uh, hungry. Hungry. And also just like sad and hungry. And then not a good combo. Not a good feeling at all. Sounds not fun at all because I, I mean, I think a lot of folks who engage with us know that like, this kind of stuff happens even in regular, regular life. Like when you're not in what feels like an emergency situation. Yeah, it does. I think there's, there's this balance of like a little bit of grace for the days that got away where there were times when, when it was like, Oh, I can't do anything. And also a little bit of like leaning on creating a schedule for yourself and treating yourself also like a little baby sometimes. Yes. And speaking of, treating yourself like a little baby my mom and I started getting really toddler like by the end because we were starting to find that like our stress was getting so high that like we were we were craving treats and sweets and like escape food and I told you about the proletariat floors right at the hotel no y'all get this so we were staying on a floor of the hotel that was like just regular you get out there's a table with like fake flowers and you go to your room my aunt came to visit she was on the seventh floor and the seventh floor, my mom had told me at dinner, she's like, Ree, you won't believe this. Water, soda, gummy bears, like food available, newspapers. Like the seventh floor is like another world. So we thought, oh, we probably can't get there. It's probably like an elite floor. Well, we put our cards in and we were able to go to the seventh floor. My aunt confirmed with front desk, like anyone can go up there. But my mom had it in her head that we were still being bad. So it just was so fun because we look at each other and we were like kind of over it. She's like, is it time for the seventh floor? Like, I think I need a gummy. And my mom would go to the seventh floor and she would just take these bags of gummy bears. And it was just hysterical because she would feel like she was uh, on this like adrenaline high from being bad. And it just kind of added to the whole like silly. Yeah, serving, it. it was serving so many it purposes was, all at once. It was so silly. Like a little adventure, <laughs> a little treat. It was so cute. She'd be like, she would look at me from across the room and be like, is it time for the seventh floor? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, I'm going to take that as far as I can. And she, I mean, my mom can't carry a lot. Like, there's no way that she could carry this, like, heavy bag. But she's like, how many waters do you think I could fit in here? <laughs> this is, like, I think anyone who has also, like, um, a caretaker, like, you're a parent or an aunt or anything like that, like, 
I don't know. I maybe maybe it's just me because my aunt Kathy has bad behavior too. Like you know, so yeah. it's this combination of like them being pretty basic like rule followers and then trying to like get away with these things like not signing in and like not, oh it, you know oh my god all of the it seventh floor. all of it it was just so funny and so it sort of became this joke of like that's where the bourgeoisie lived um we were on the proletariat floor and I mean it was just. <laughs> just too much so in terms of food we had adventure we had fun i took her out one night for lobster rolls it was really sweet like she just had never even been downtown in georgetown and i really shouldn't even gotten out so i tried to create space where food could also be aligned with an experience that like wasn't let's sit in the hospital chairs and eat hunched Uh over and sad like let's do something fun let's order a cool sandwich we had a we actually had a lot of fun together um even though it was on not great terms so we made made food a priority and we used uh, we made it a priority with structure so if you find yourself in a situation where you're becoming a vampire I highly recommend uh, parenting yourself and your parents into that routine yeah yes caretakers caring for themselves I think my next question about hotel living is going to be a combo but like yeah we'll go to sleep we'll go to mm. sleep and then we'll go to the one that you wanted to talk about <laughs> I don't want to talk. Okay. Okay. Great. No, that you do want to talk. Oh, okay. Um, So sleep. What would you like to know? I guess just like you kind of gave us a little glimpse that sometimes you were getting calls like super early. You were doing these long days. Was there anything that you did personally or you feel like uh, you could give advice on as far as like prioritizing rest and or things you would have done a, a different way if you could. Yeah. I mean, so for one, I didn't realize that um, climate wise, it was going to be such an issue. My room was really well air conditioned, but exceptionally dry. So I would have gotten like nose spray, allergy meds. Like, I would have done that a lot sooner because I waited until it was too late and I thought I was getting sick and my nose was bleeding. And I was like, what is going on? I realized this room is so much drier than I'm used to in New Orleans. And I just felt like like I felt like I was falling apart so I think we forget about air passages when we think about sleep and if you're sleeping with your mouth open or you're sleeping with your nose kind of clogged up you're not getting great sleep or as great of sleep as you can um so that's definitely number one is like can you breathe in the room you're in are you in a good position like can you get comfortable the sheets were amazing the pillows were amazing so no notes there I think the hardest thing for me was that my mom is, is a vampire and she stays up late and sleeps in and I am an early bird and I need to go to bed at like 9 30 10 o'clock so I'm your mother's daughter yes you are and she loves you like one too and the thing is that I had to really be firm about lights so one thing I started doing is because I was inside all day unless I was like walking in the morning which I used I did pretty frequently I would start turning the lights down in the hotel room um, so that I could at least simulate that like it's time for bed, even though emotionally I'm reeling mentally, I'm feeling guilty about work. Like everything was just piling up and I didn't, I was starting to get into that stressful state of like running on cortisol and feeling an adrenaline rush of how stressed I was like, Nope, you need to go to sleep. So turning the lights down helped. I showered every night before I went to bed to like, cool my body temperature down, like kind of get myself ready. And then in addition, I did go to CVS and I bought three milligrams of melatonin because I really don't like the tens. I think they're too much. And I didn't have any with me. And the threes were like a strawberry dissolvable. It was like, ooh, (laughs) 
nice little yeah, flavor. Throw, throw, lob like three of them in your mom's mouth and go to bed. <laughs> I loved them. And I woke up and I like would be a little bit groggy, but I was able to like go to a 7 a.m. spin class and like I felt like I could like function. So I did rely on melatonin because I do think my melatonin production was off because I could have stayed up for 48 hours straight sometimes. I just felt like sleep. I was so desperate for it, but I, I couldn't stop thinking and I couldn't slow down enough to like rest. And then something else I did, I never napped. I, I wanted to nap, but I like couldn't fall asleep because there was just no blocking out the sunlight in this room. Um, but I just would like lay in bed. Like if I just was like, Ooh, having, lay down. if I, I just was down. like having a rough day um, and I was, you know, coming back from the hospital early or I was going soon, like I'd spend an hour or 20 minutes, like whatever I had, just like laying in bed. And putting my head on the pillow and i knew i wasn't gonna fall asleep but i just like laid there and that was also rest um you know just because you're not sleeping doesn't mean that's not good quality rest um so i tried totally. tried to get rest wherever i could um looking back i wish i was firmer on a schedule but my mom was able to work with like the one lamp on in the room that i allowed to be on and she stayed up and she worked and then she would go to sleep and she'd sleep in and i'd get up and i'd have my little flashlight and i'd go to the gym so it worked out not the flashlight <laughs> Yeah, it's like being in a college dorm room all over again. With your mom. Um, <laughs> okay, so you mentioned that. Let's move into working out because I had a couple of questions on working out. Um, you are known to be someone who works out. Yes. Obviously, you like it, you enjoy it, you have your routine at home. But obviously, your routine at home is not your routine at your parents' house or in a hotel. Um, I know you worked out. All of us know you worked out. My question isn't necessarily about that, but like, how do you feel like, and do you feel like you were able to balance using movement and exercise as a coping mechanism without feeling like to, without feeling like guilty, or maybe you did feel guilty. Like, I don't know where my question is going, but like, yeah. how did you use that coping mechanism with something that is such a big part of your life already? Yeah. So I had a conversation with my therapist before I left. Um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I could work out three times a day. Like that's how uh, overwhelmed I feel. And like, yeah, like wired and how much you need mm -hmm. to do that. I felt like I had to like metabolize a lot. And he was like, well, you know this, you're saying it out loud, like to some extent. And y'all, this is not uh, mental health advice. Obviously I'm relaying a story from my therapist in my unique situation. I said, you know, I'm kind of nervous. Like, what if I like relapse into disordered eating patterns? Like, what if I overexercise and I hurt myself? He's like, well, you're saying these things out loud. You clearly want to protect your body. If you feel like you could benefit from extra movement and you know it's a coping skill and it's not the only one you're using, like this might be the time for you to mm -hmm. do that. And I, you know, part of my brain was like, well, is walking to the spin studio and walking back too much? And it's like, well, I guess I can find out. And if it's too much, I'll take an Uber back. Like I can, I can change right. my mind. And I think that was helpful. So being malleable with that, instead of being so fixed of like, I'm going to go do this every day and it's going to fix my life or it's going to help me get through. Mm -hmm. um, I had to be really adaptable. It was weird because I had to do different movement. So I didn't lift at all. I lifted the right. I lifted yesterday, the day that I left. I felt like getting into my lift routine like didn't serve me at all because that is foundational to my normal life. And I needed to go to a place where the lights would be off, the music would be loud, and someone would tell me what to do. And, and that you can get like the injection of endorphins that a cardio class will give you. Yes. And also <laughs> the depletion, if I'm being honest. Like I needed to be depleted. I needed to be kind uh -huh. of like 
um, sat down and told like, you're going to, you're going to be tired now. You're not going to let this. You needed to do your little hamster wheel. I needed my hamster wheel. And you know what? I did my hamster wheel at SoulCycle. And um, it was, it was a time. Wait, wait, wait. Did I tell you? Is that what no. you? No. Oh my God, Lauren. Y'all, I got, don't tell anyone at SoulCycle. I think <laughs> I got like a sort of like glitch in the system because I blew out a candle in SoulCycle not once, but two times, two classes in a row. I think that's a mistake because I think people go to like 500 soul cycle classes before they're blowing out candles. You know what I'm um, saying? I, I don't know if it's a mistake so much as like, <laughs> they was like, damn, she needs this. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some of that. The red flag. Like, <laughs> I mean, and I also thought like they had this challenge that came out that's like, get your warrior hat, like come to four classes in a row. And I was like, shit, I've been doing that. Like, (laughs) that's a challenge. Like, I hadn't even realized that that was what they were kind of like hoping people would do as a push. Like, to me, it was like survival. Like, that's what got Mm -hmm. me through. Um, So it was kind of hokey and silly, um, but I loved, loved some of the instructors and they're just so empowering. And I cried a lot. So the bike was nice because if you're lifting and you're crying, you have to like put the stuff down and sit down on the bench. Like on the bike, you just put your ass down and pedal slower and like let your tears happen. And then when you're ready, you pick it back up. So I really liked that I was I was literally strapped to a bike that I wasn't going to get off unless I had to. Um, it was weird. Like, I don't see myself as like a cardio bunny or anything, but like, that's all I did. All I did was go to bed. <laughs> caveat that there's nothing wrong with being a cardio bunny but i think it's very interesting that um this situation just called for like a different it different did. version of you. it did and i loved it i really did i think it, it served me well and what did i do today but first thing i went to spin class and i thought oh well, that's interesting like I'm glad I was really grateful for that uh, coping skill because it was adapted. It was effective. It actually helped. It didn't hurt me. It didn't hold me back. I didn't feel like I was, you know, running myself ragged. And today when I needed a little bit of a mixed routine, which is like I'm back in New Orleans, but I really wish I was with my family. Like it gave me that sort of like, hey, like this is a transitional workout. It was a transitional workout and it was great. And I'll try and see if I want to lift this weekend and I'm not going to push myself to it. Um, I think too often we are so fixated on needing to do the same thing or fit this like square routine in a round hole problem. Like my routine was not my two hour lifting with my friends that was like chill. Like that was never going to fit in this. It was never going to be anything I wanted to do or anything I could do. Like I I knew I needed movement. It needed to look different and a 45 minute spin class was it. Um, So if you're in that situation feeling vampirous, you know, it might mean no movement. It might mean. I was going to say, for some yeah. people, it may be like ditching that completely. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, I think that so much of like what we hear about working out and like stuff like that, it makes it feel like once you start working out, you're going to be working out forever. Yeah. The idea is that you stay consistent with it, like motivated and consistent and the reality is like if you're someone who enjoys moving your body and something different comes up like you can just stop and then redo it again (laughs) like Like, you're not you know you're not locked into the uh the vampiric contract of you know having to move your body in a certain way for a certain amount of time for a lot of people like us 
it is a way to feel better. But for some people in a situation in a situation that may put so much more stress on them to even think about prioritizing that when they're again, like your mom where you're like, okay, treat time. <laughs> like they need someone like just to get them to drink an ounce of water. So like, I think when we're looking at it, it's, it's so different and it's so individual and so nuanced. It can be extremely healing, like what you did and feel like very fulfilling and feel like very grounding. And it could also be something that's overwhelming when you're like, oh no, I didn't make it to my, like, we talked, you didn't make it to one of your classes. Mm -hmm. We didn't do, it was together. It was together. It was really cute. Um, Lauren texted me and was like, I skipped my workout and et cetera, like whatever it was you said. And I was like, oh. I said I was a piece of beef jerky dried up. Yes. And then you asked me how I was doing. I was like, well, I also skipped my workout. And she's like, oh, cool. We both skipped. Check, check. Like, (laughs) yeah, because you have to like, you have to give yourself what you need. You do. It was interesting to see you like, I guess, filling up your cup, if you want to be a little corny about it, sure. but, but literally filling up your mom's cup, um, <laughs> like, like trying to do different things, because like you said, it was almost like, uh, you were like a different Maria, right? You got to be a different Maria. You were a daughter and an advocate Maria instead of like, you know, dietitian friend workout Maria that yeah. you get to be at home. Um, or like at home in New Orleans. I know we're saying home in different ways. But yeah, I think that like when it comes to movement, it can be really tricky for people to navigate. So it's interesting to hear your take on it because it's so different from everybody else's, but maybe it will like, maybe it will uh, validate other people's experience with like being the person who's like, I got to get, I got to get to this ride and I'm going to blow out that can. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And I will also say that I didn't want to go. There were a lot of mornings I woke up and was like, I don't want to go. And of course my mom would be the first person to be like, stay home. It's fine. Um, And she did. She certainly reminded me when I would, you know, skip or hit hit the snooze. She's like, you know, I'm proud of you for taking rest. And I I really needed her to say that some days. Um, But I also needed to ignore her some days when she was like, you don't have to do that. Like, you know, just stay home if you don't want to go. And it's like, well, I don't want to go, but I can see myself in an hour being so much better able to handle what's about to happen today, which was a giant question mark. You know, I had no idea. Um, There were days where I would just wake up in tears and, you know, to know that I could just like walk with my music go to the class and walk back. It was so, it was such a relief to kind of like get on my hamster wheel, even though I didn't want to. Like I really, I, I like, wanted yeah, to. Yeah, you were like stealing time for yourself though. I was, like, I was. Yeah, I was, I was kind of like squirreling it away. And I think it's important to name it. Like just because you don't want to do it doesn't mean that you, sh- I, I, this sounds almost diety, but like just because you don't want to do it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Like sometimes you have to see yourself on the other side of it saying like, I don't want to do this now, but a man, 30 minutes from now, I'm going to be so happy I went. Like, if that's how you feel, great. If you know, like, I'm so tired now, I can barely stand up. Like, don't go, don't push it. Uh, but sometimes you do need a little tough love, uh, especially when you feel really twisted about everything. And I did, I felt really twisted up about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, you can always get there and be like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. I was like, okay, cool. So I could just walk. I could just like walk, and not do the class. Right. Like you just yeah. walk straight by. <laughs> it's like, goodbye. Yes. I'm not going in there. All right. So my final thing that we're closing this out with, and it's because you brought it up, not me, okay. was digestion. Digestion. Uh-huh. 
Oh my god, it's so bad, y'all. Travel is so bad. And travel mixed with extreme stress. Yeah, wait. Travel, extreme stress, and not a single cooked meal in sight. Home cooked meal in sight. Like everything is prepared by somebody else or prepared by like a machine. <laughs> How many months ago? Like it just was brutal. So I was telling Caleb I was excited for my first day without a protein shake um, because I felt like, you know, you can't eat like when you're eating out for every meal, eating in a protein is really challenging. And I am the kind of person that could just like eat all day long and feel hungry at the end of the day if I don't really like think about my protein intake. And uh-huh. I also wanted to like protect my body and my, my immune system and those things are important. So um, digestively, that doesn't shake out well, right? Like protein shakes and fiber sodas and like a hit of oatmeal every once in a while, like that does not feel good. So I I lived, generally I was fine, but like I found myself in like crampy moments and like, am I constipated moments? Like how long is it going to feel like this moments? And then of course throw my period into the mix. So you have this like luteal phase and then my period and then my period after. And it's just like kind of menacing what my GI tract had to succumb to. And you mentioned stress. Like I had a hard time delineating between is this an anxiety stomach ache or does my stomach hurt? Did I get food poisoned from this <laughs> vending machine or am I having an anxiety? Yes. Attack? Well, and then let's also layer in the fact that I'm a bit of a hypochondriac when it comes. And I mean that like it, without like being silly about it. Like I will make myself sick thinking that I have food poisoning. Like, so I right. would get a vending machine salad and I would think about the fact that I could have like listeria and then I was like, great. And then what's going to happen? And then what's going to happen to my mom? Like my anxiety was firing. So what did I do? I tried to eat meals and not like snack all day long. So like my stomach could like breathe and I had an, like, an idea of like if my stomach hurt, what was it? So I could figure out like what it was. Um, I was really on top of my water game. There were days that were harder than others, but I tried to stay hydrated. And then about midway through, I got a probiotic because I started to do that thing where I'm like, oh, what supplements should I buy to like keep me from falling apart? I did hit that place in a CVS. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe I just need to get good sleep. That's where the melatonin came in. And we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second thing I thought of is like, well, I'm not getting a lot of fruits and veggies. I'm getting like the Caesar salad that we ordered every night in the hotel restaurant, like the little side salad we got. And I'm like, maybe a probiotic would be helpful. And Lord, was it? I felt immediately better. I would like, I would like to recall our poop episode when Maria was like, you're probiotics we're not sure about them she's sure yeah. about this one yeah Anec- anecdotally i am so sure about this one um but that's just me i've taken probiotics in the past with like an antibiotic or like have you know after uti or something and i was like i don't know if it's doing anything but for whatever reason uh all cylinders were firing just fine so it felt like I, I gave myself the nudges that I needed instead of like being so stressed about it and being like, should I buy this? Should I buy that? Should I eat a whole cup of fruit and see what happens? Like I wasn't going to treat myself like a science experiment on this trip. I couldn't right. do that. I just had to rely on what I knew was true, which is that if I eat enough and I try to get some fiber in, 
and I drink enough water and I exercise. It should work. It should all come together just fine. And for the most part, it did. I will say I started testing, flavor testing the Olipop sodas because I had an Instagram story that came up and people were recommending flavors. And um, <laughs> Lauren, Lauren texted me and said, what are you doing right now? And I was like, I'm in my bed farting. <laughs> I do you remember? You said, my aunt's here, but I just want to stay in bed and fart. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, it was like a moment where like, I was just like, there's no filter in my life anymore. And Lauren, certainly, if anyone's going to get a no filter version of me, it's Lauren. Um, and that's just sort of where I was at. It's like, these sodas are absolutely ripping me up. I was, yeah, I was a machine. That's, what the, that's yeah. what the girls say. The girls are saying that. And I don't know if it should be worrisome that it doesn't impact me that much. <laughs> should we be like, is it because of the just amount of gas I'm already producing? I can't tell if we're adding a little extra on top. Or is it just not like, again, my microbiome is just so different. It's just like, nom, nom, nom. That's a, yeah. a yummy cola. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. I really like that. Thank you. The thing that I'm drinking right now is a probiotic. <laughs> I mean, bless you and your insides. It's either that it's like made of concrete or that it's like just a couple extra gas bubbles in your belly. It's like, it's cool. We're fine. I, I right. don't I don't think it's like this is a, the way it likes to be. I think there's got to be some sort of like you are made of concrete. Or the yeah, I also don't think like you know it's a sustainable thing for your audience if if everybody's getting that many farts because like <laughs> again, the girls is trying to go out, they're trying to have fun. The whole crew, the whole crew, the whole, all the whole crew. is gonna get olipopped, probiotic yeah. soded, and you're gonna go out. No, I don't think so. Yeah, so <laughs> well, probably a middle ground. <laughs> I feel like I, I want to rebrand bubble butt to bubble guts. Bubble, bubble, bubble guts, because that would be mm -hmm. the song other girlies go out to now. For sure. Yeah. Sure. That's the, the Olipop kids right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were, yeah, singing your little tune. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for allowing me to interview you, a human vampire, a real life vampire, what she does in the shadows. Um, <laughs> if you had, if you had like some closing advice for people who are, playing maybe a similar role or have been there or just, you know, giving them like a little virtual pep talk. What would you say? Um, who, I mean, something that people kept telling me is like, I really, I love seeing you take care of yourself. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of ask myself like, well, what am I doing? And the thing that I kept going back to is if I would want this for, if I want my friends to eat, if I would want my clients to take care of themselves, like, bitch, it's your time. Like you are not being selfish by taking up the space you need to like take that long shower, drink a little extra water to order what you want. Like making space for yourself to exist is the most important thing that you can do when you are in a caretaking role, you're in anticipatory grief. Like those things are extremely heavy. And I just kept thinking about my clients. I just kept thinking about my friends and my family and thinking I would want this for them. And I deserve that. And that is something that in my 33 years of life, I have never actively openly felt every day for three weeks in a row or six months in a row. And it has changed me dramatically because I just don't feel the guilt I used to feel about taking off or saying no or like 
canceling something really last minute. Like I just no longer carry that guilt because if I want to show up for other people, I have to show up for myself. So that is the soundbite. That is what I need people to take home is you're not being selfish. You are preparing to be selfless and it is uh, wearing an, it's like wearing a coat of armor. You have to be prepared. 100%. Thank you so much. You're welcome. For that. And, and just to answer on the other side, when you think about, oh, I would want this for my friends, your friends also want that for you. Yes. So yes. They do. Like your friends on the other end do want that for you. They do want you to lay in bed farting and take yeah. care. <laughs> yes. We need farts, botched, and <laughs> your mom drinking stolen, water. Yeah. Stolen gummies. <laughs> Um, and blow um, out that candle baby <laughs> yes thanks so much for sharing with us i'm i know that a lot of people can probably like identify with a lot of the things even if they're not in the exact same situation i think there's ways that you could apply this Absolutely. And, not, and just use that last uh that last statement that maria said and just apply it to your life liberally all the time <laughs> thanks for interviewing me it was a good time and i didn't cry so that was that was cool we made it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next time, friends. See Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.